Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every single week, bar one in the past two and a half years or however long it's been, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we have a good old chinwag about them, we chew the cud. This week we're on episode 91 and we're on chapter 34 of A Goblet of Fire, Priori Incantatum. Mm. I, Lucas Kirkby, am here with none other than Tom Lawrenson. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I feel golden. I feel like a god. I feel like syrup is flowing through my veins. The Earth's sun is giving me all the energy I need. I feel like I feel like I could, could jump off a building or crash a car. <laughs> oh, don't do that. I know you feel like you can. Definitely no, don't try it. I didn't say I intended to survive. <laughs> but there's some drugs that make people feel like that. They think they're invincible, don't they? And then they do like crazy things thinking they'll survive anything. Mm, we don't need drugs. We get high on life. Hey, we do. We've... Our endorphins come from talking to each other. We don't need to fill a balloon with nitrous acid. We fill a balloon with God's air and inhale that in and out until we pass out. <laughs> exactly. Look, you don't have to buy laughing gas. You can just breathe in and out your own carbon dioxide and soon you'll be passed out. Hey? <laughs> Lots of tips here from the Pottervision boys. Hey, we've got an interesting setup today, haven't we? Because those nasty people at the European Union, because of Brexit, have not allowed me to uh, use my data anymore without paying extra money. And uh, the internet connection's not too good. So we're having a good old-fashioned telephone conversation, aren't we? Yeah, the thing is about, um, I don't know, you moving to Germany, it's just like... It's like God, or maybe the Germans, someone is trying to stop the podcast. In, on paper, it works. You know, we'll just do it remotely. We'll do a video yeah. call like people have done for the past two years all over the world doing video calls. But uh, yeah. it, it won't work. The connection is never good and there's nothing we can do about it, Your Honour. Well, I think that at some point we're going to get the right formula where it just clicks. I thought uh, this was today. the right formula. <laughs> but I don't know. You know, with the way of uh, setting it up. Martina said the other day, she said that you're, you're, cause you, because my microphone won't work with this laptop for some reason. And she said she was listening to the podcast the other day and it sounded like I was phoning in at a radio show. You, yeah. Like answering a quiz question. Because you've got your microphone that you, I think we paid a million pounds for. Yeah. <laughs> and you only yeah. try and get it to work the day of the pod. Yeah. I give it a good half an hour before we record to try and do things. Of the million hours you have in a week, 20 minutes before the pod, and you give it a go and you go, not working again. Got meat. <laughs> 
Hey, but I'm working. It's going to work at some point. We're going to figure out some kind of combination. I think maybe I'm going to get my, because uh, I've got some HD video cameras. I might try and plug my microphone into that and record from there. That could be good. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll figure it all out eventually. Mm. But, hey, the next time we record the pod, we'll be together in person again, won't we? Oh, really? When's this? Well, I don't know, but because we get because the stag do's in two days, so I'll be in the UK then. So we'll probably uh, record together next time. Yeah, yeah. You staying at mine? Yeah, I might do. I'll, I'll organise the dates with you. Yeah, all right. Well, the listeners might want to know the dates. You what? Sorry. The listeners might want to know the dates. The listeners might want to know the dates. Uh, well, it'll definitely be. From the 26th to the 28th, because that's when we've got, our, we've got our live podcast recording on the 26th. Mm. And then we've got uh, our preview show in Manchester on the 28th, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what have you been up to? Hey, well, I've got some very exciting news. I've uh, accepted an offer on my house. Hey, that's good. <laughs> How much for? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think I like to say. Uh, don't know. I feel a bit weird saying the price on the pod, but I'll tell you that it was. I got two grand more than I originally arranged with the other person who pulled out. So uh, all's well that ends well. <laughs> he got four grand. Yeah. So listeners, it was a million and two grand accepted an mm. offer for. So all that's, being well, uh, the cog should be turning. Higher at twenty-five. <laughs> I'm living the lap of bloody luxury. Mm. Well, I'm trying to. I'm still trying to get my work visa sorted, but I've got a meeting on the twenty-fifth, I think, of July in Manchester to see the consulates, and I've got all my documents ready. Yeah, it's next week, so it's all very exciting. So hopefully I can finally get the ball moving. and Because mm. uh, they won't even let me do this language course until I've got a visa. Well, that's I can't even learn the... Yeah, I didn't like to say that, but... You could be right. Just work illegally. Yeah, I'll just work illegally, I reckon. Start delivering pizzas or have a little car boot sale at the end of Martina's Drive. Hey, pepperoni pizza! Right, can you hand it over now, please? All right. Just so you know, it's green bits and not actual pepperoni. Yeah, yeah, we're German. Give it. Mm. Hey, Hawaiian pizza! We've ordered eight pizzas. Can you just hand them all over at once? Yeah. What else has been going, going on up? Been going on over there? Well, I've been getting ready for the old stag do that's coming up in two days. There's been some last-minute bloody drama. So, um, well, Martina's dad's been in Poland doing the house up a bit over there, and he bloody left his passport in Poland. Mm. So he's had to pay, like, 50 euros to have an express delivery for it to come otherwise, because you're not allowed to go... You're not allowed to fly without a passport. You're not even without even with ID. You're not allowed into the UK anymore. Another bloody yeah. Brexit thing. 
And uh, and the other thing is Martina's brother's passport expired. <laughs> and he only found out about that about two days ago. So he's got like an emergency new passport as well. But I think it's all sorted now. But, uh, love it. it was nearly just me and uh, my brother-in-law coming to the coming to the snag do. That'd have been funny. You'd have had all them bloody hostile bunk beds to stretch out. Hey, more chance of getting top bunk, eh? <laughs> Don't say it. You never know. <laughs> oh, that'd be sad if there were only like five of us in four bunk beds and I'm the only one that has to sit on the bottom. Mm. Are you a top bunk or bottom bunk kind of man? Thing is, uh, bunk beds is a kid's game. Um, yeah. I gave all that up. Uh, bottom bunk, you got your benefits. You get a bit of shield from the ceiling light. When I was a kid and I lived yeah. in Spain, we had a bunk bed. and I, I used to sleep on the bunk bed, on the top bunk. And yeah. the ceiling light was dangling inches away from my face. Oh, don't like, like that, Your Honour. The room wasn't tall enough to have a bunk bed in it. Mm. So if you're in bed, you're in a little coffin, basically. Fire hazard. Though, just another oh, story dear. of my uh, miserable childhood, you remember. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly being burnt by the bedroom bull. Yeah, anyway, what's, what else has been going on with you? Hang on, I've said three things and you've said nothing yet. Have you said three you? things or have you said... You don't. You can't work. Uh, Martina's family don't have passports. And what was the other thing? I sold my house. And he sold his house. <laughs> Something you should have done yeah. before you left. Lazy bones. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, uh, they told me at work that the uh, the I'm losing my job. Uh, they told me that on Friday. They haven't, have they? Yeah, they said, in next year, you won't have a job anymore, so fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. Mm. So when does that all finish, then? Um, I think in, like, uh, winter, you know, like, February, March or something. Bloody hell. You were asking me what I did three times. Oh, all he's got is, like... He's had some cereal for breakfast or something. He's been made bloody redundant. I wish I'd kill for redundancy. I don't think there's going to be redundancy packages. What they're doing... You're joking. They can't no, do that. No, they'll, uh, they can. Because well, what they're doing... They're, they're conniving little bastards where they're offering you a different job, <laughs> which is much further away uh, for worse hours. you got to work Saturdays. Yeah. They don't have to offer you redundancy, apparently, if they're giving you another job. And there's no parking, so it'd take me two hours to get there. And you're like, mm, that's not anything. Where would it be? Uh, on the outskirts of Manchester or something, but the transport links are such. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And there's that's no parking. Why don't you kill me, Your Honour? <laughs> They've done you dirty there, haven't they? Yeah. Well, this is a good time to tell everyone that We've got a Patreon. You can support us on Patreon. No, Send no, I don't want. I don't what? want any pity subscriptions. If you pity me and you're on the Patreon, leave. We don't want your pity money. Do you get me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do. <laughs> well, you can have oh, all the money. Not for me. 
Yeah, so I've got yeah. to find out something else to do, Your Honour. Yeah, you got to do something else with your life. Hey, as one door closes, another door opens. Mm. You know, you might might be able to open your, yourself to a completely new opportunity. Exactly. That is exactly what I was thinking. You see, I have a life insurance policy, which means if I get into like some crippling um, disability or illness, I can either yeah. have it, I can have like all my money up front. Brilliant. Hey, I'll tell you what, I reckon, so that it can be proved as a, an accident, come on of our listeners, Potvision listeners can, like, shoot your kneecaps or something. So Snowy will do that. Yeah. I reckon so. I reckon. It, it wouldn't come to you, though. You'd have to go to Brighton. But then he'd, uh, he'd shoot your kneecaps for you, I reckon. I think for the special occasion, he would travel. <laughs> Because then that's the perfect <laughs> alibi, isn't it? I wasn't in... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm in Brighton and I refuse to travel. Mm, you don't make any yeah. exemptions? None. <laughs> well, hey, you've said it on the podcast now, so should some accident befall you over the next few weeks, and well, I think they'll be very no suspicious over it, Axis and Life. <laughs> um, what else do I have to say? It's been. We're going through like you, a you with Axe Sun Life, aren't you? And what? You with Axe Sun Life, aren't you? No. <laughs> no. You not got their over fifty plan? No. Oh. What are all them free Parker pens doing at your house then? You keep leaving them behind. <laughs> hey, he's got me there. <laughs> There's been a heat wave that has been going over the United Kingdom. I can't speak for the rest of the world because I don't live there, right? But it's been yeah, yeah. blue hot. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. What kind I... of temperatures are we talking? Million. I messaged an electrician yesterday because I need a light fit yeah. fitted. I took my dining room light off a year ago. And I realised it was too fiddly for me to get back on. So I messaged an electrician... Yeah. How much do you think it is to just put up a light fitting? Fifty quid? He's quoted me seventy-two pound. Oh, that's a lot, isn't it? That's so specific. But well, that's how you get away. You put like a really specific price, so it doesn't look like you've just made it up when I you were drunk. I think he didn't want to do it, so he's like, "Fucking seventy-two quid. Fuck it. Why not?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably thinks it's not worth his time to drive over for 40 quid or whatever. I know. Mm. I know I thought hey, I'll do it hard. for you for 60. You can't do it. You don't have a ladder. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's why you know, I'm not getting a job in Germany. I keep asking for jobs and they keep saying, do you have a ladder? So no, no. And they say, you can't have the job then. Can't have the job. Don't have a ladder. Apply for McDonald's. Do you have a ladder? Can't Did have you then. work in McDonald's? Well, I applied once when I was 16. Uh, well, do you want to know because... why I didn't give it you? Go on. Because you're a student and you were going to leave. Yeah, I was overqualified for the job. It's not no, it's not overqualified. Yeah. It's because you're gonna they know you're gonna leave. 
Yeah. They want people there forever. So Whereas now, I'm uh, 27, so I reckon they'd have me now, do you think, McDonald's? If Genuinely, if like, I think they would. Yeah. I can smile, I can say, you know, do you want fries with that? How's the German language coming along? It's going well, actually. Like, obviously, I wanted to join this course, which will have to be done later. But um, I'm definitely getting more confident talking to like friends and family. I had a conversation with a stranger for the first time because I, I saw some... There were two kittens and a mummy and a daddy cat near like a farm. And I was crouching down looking at them and then... a woman was on her walk and she came and talked to me about how cute they were and how many small ones there were. And I felt a bit proud of myself because I'd uh, had a conversation in German and maybe she didn't know that I was not German. I don't know. You live in a fairy tale. What do you mean? <laughs> you were looking at some kittens on a farm. Like... <laughs> That's a children's yeah. story. You crouch yeah. down, lay on your belly, with your elbows in the <laughs> dust, your hands on your face, kicking your legs, looking at kittens, and some German yeah. frau comes up and says, they're nice, yeah. aren't they? And then you twinkle your eyes, ding, ding, and go, yes, they are. But, of course, in German. Yeah, that's true, actually. It sounds nice when you think of it like that. I think... You not being able to get a visa is just... I think you had this planned all along. Because the thing is about you, you are very meticulous. Like, you all, you read the fine print. But I think you've gone... You've gone, oh, if I don't do it and I don't tell anyone, I can get a good four months out of work doing nothing. No, no, you've got me all wrong. I'm not meticulous at all. I skim over stuff. Mm. I like planning things. But then I think I just assumed it would all be all right when I got here. Hmm. But it's mm. not turned out that way. Mm. Yeah, but no, I've not been a lazy ass. I've been, uh, you know, I've been doing pot vision. I've been making me maths videos. I've been, you know, going to Poland and back, helping out with different things, our, preparing for the wedding. Where can our listeners find these maths videos? If you just go on YouTube and you search LK Tuition, there's lo I think I've put loads up that I've put about. 45 videos up already. So if Marge or Shelley like... or Ginge Pixel or anyone yeah. wants to learn a bit of maths, they go to LK Tuition. Yeah, and just look for the channel and I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, my first few videos were like past papers and they got loads of views because it was just before the exams. But it's all a bit calmer now. Not, not as many because uh, the exams are finished, but I'm just making loads of videos, and then hopefully when the new school year starts next year, I'll I'll uh, have more kids looking looking them up. Mm. Mm. So apart from uh, being made redundant without a redundancy package, you've been up to much else, Tommy? Um, what else did I do? I went camping on the weekend, and it's funny when people start, you know going off about whinging about their things and you know you've got a yeah. deep secret that you don't have a job anymore and then you're like oh that's yeah. it that's it complain about the weather go on complain yeah. about your son smacking you go on 
I've not got a bloody job. <laughs> Excuse me, my son's an adult son. It's very serious. Whatever. I'm not driving two hours to get to work. Edinburgh Fringe is very soon. Yeah, we're excited for that, aren't we? First time back with Pottervision for about three years. Guess what we've been asked to be? Go on. Let me just get the specific word in. We have been asked to be... Lucas Kirkby and Tommy Laurie have been asked to be... We are yeah. the room, room contact for the Pear Tree main room. The room contact? What does that mean? Well... <sighs> It's about ten shows a day in that room. Yeah, we are we are the link between all the shows and Laughing Horse. <laughs> okay, fair enough. If anyone's got any problems? They come to us. If we can handle them, we handle them. If we can't handle them, we 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 message uh, Laughing Horse. What are all the other shows? If they've looked at the running up, because in the Pear Tree, there's about three different spaces um, they've looked at all the shows on and they've thought right who's the most responsible out of this lot television <laughs> boys i reckon that's right, funny shall I tell you what shows do we, do we get any recompense for that no okay oh, so good, before it? us before us yeah. we've got alphas all stars <laughs> okay um <laughs> Which looks to be like some absurdist play. We've got uh, yeah. got a man called Badman. We've got a show called Man. So before our show, there's a show called Bubblicious. <laughs> I can understand why they picked us now. Uh, um, what are we going for, Badman or Bubblicious? Something uh, called Hot Boys Bathhouse. Okay. We got Life's a Drag. Martin Moore's going to be in there. Olaf Flaffle. Come on. Martin Moore's more bloody responsible than us. I reckon Martin Moore was asked before us and de declined. Yeah. Well, I think... No, I don't know. Well, maybe he's too respected to be asked. <laughs> We're in that middle for diddle. Yeah. Got... Oh, blooming heck. Can't be bothered answering calls from Bubblicious. We've got Raoul Colley's compilation show. Oh, We've yeah. Paul McCaffrey and Sean Walsh's podcast. <laughs> That's a bit of fun. And we've got Uncle Daddy's comedy disco. Hey! It's Uncle Daddy's comedy disco! Yeah, I don't know whether to feel honoured or honoured about this. What do you think? I don't think it's an honour, pal. It's a responsibility. <laughs> oh, blimey. So, whose phone number have you given them to ring? Both of ours. Oh, lovely. All right, then. And then we'll have to deal with things. It'll be a bit of fun. It'll be a bit of extra work. It'll be, you know, it'll be stuff like... It'll be stuff like this. It'll be like... Yeah, Martin Moore... Uh, well, maybe not Martin Moore, but like, for example, um, Martin Moore keeps overrunning an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then me and all right, Bublicious, let me Moore. get back to you. All right, Martin, with all your hey, muscles. 
You can't see this, but there's a fly on my t-shirt. Video listeners can see a fly. I'm going to try and leave it there for as long as possible. Hey, that's good. That's a good enough thing to interrupt me with, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, for just uh, £2 a month, you can see this fly on my t-shirt on the Patreon version, the video version. Mm. Or just wait three weeks. Mm. He's having a grand old time. It's not moved a muscle. Mm. Damn, what content. What content. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not... Well, this is turned into a... Go on. You're the one having a Pottervision meeting in the middle of a podcast episode. <laughs> oh, by the way, we've, we've been emailed about this. Have we? Imagine, imagine a listener. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, my favourite podcast. I'm 92 episodes in. Oh, what's it about? It's about Harry Potter. All right, what kind of? So, what? What's the? What do they do? Do they read it? Read the book out loud? No, 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 no. For about ten minutes, one of the hosts whinged about losing his job. Um, they did a bit of admin. Uh, another host interrupted the other one to tell uh, the listeners about a fly. Um, <laughs> Oh, it Brilliant. must be good quality then. No, that's the thing. The quality's bad. One of the hosts can't be bothered to get his mic working. Hey, that's good. <laughs> and it's free, is it? It's free, but they have a Patreon as well. You can get on that. Ooh, sounds lovely. <laughs> hey, but don't worry. If you wait 25 minutes, they start talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, without further ado, would you like a Chapter 34 rundown? Hell yeah, brother. Chapter 34, Priori Incantatum. So the Death Eaters close a circle around Harry and Voldemort, and he gets them to do a duel. He forces Harry to bow, and he's getting ready, and they start like, he starts using Crucio on him. He starts using Imperio on him. And next minute, Harry's diving behind a gravestone, hiding. And he thinks, right, I'm not going to be a little boy cowering behind a grave. I'm going to attack him. And he does Expelliarmus. Voldemort uses Avada Kedavra. And they get stuck in the middle, the two blasts of spell. And it's going one way and then the other. And oh, which way is it going to go? Next minute, some ghosts come out of Voldemort's wand. There's um, a, a, a there's a, a Bertha Jorkins one. There's a there's a hand one. There's a, a mum a one and a dad one and a Cedric. Yeah, a hand comes out of it. Thing is, uh, Wormtail's hand comes out of his wand. Oh, that's mad. And then, and then they go right. Look. You just give us a few seconds and then make a run for it. So they all, oh, the fly's gone for anyone who's interested. And then, <laughs> and then they all rush over to Voldemort and Harry runs and he's running to the, the, the port key and he nearly gets there and Voldemort's about to do a spell, but he can't reach. So he says, Accio the port key. And then he grabs the port key with Cedric in his other hand and they travel back to Hogwarts. And that was Priori Incantatum. Priori Incantatum. <clears throat> yeah. Very resourceful of Harry to use the Accio spell. I feel in those circumstances, a lot of the time, I always forget the things 
you know, I can do. If I was Harry, I'd be like, oh, yeah, magic. <laughs> Last minute. Like, you always forget, no. forget that you can do things. But like we said, I think, in a couple of chapters ago when he was doing the third task, I really feel like he's come together as a as a wizard uh, this year. He seems to have, like, loads of tools under his belt. You know, he was doing the Patronus. He was doing impediment charms. Now he's packing, you know, I feel like he's... He's got himself together a bit and he's becoming, you know, a right formidable opponent. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Do you know what Priori Incantatum means? I was looking this up, actually. I Googled it and there's no... It means nothing. That's the thing. That's like a bit of a joke on the listener. Priori Incantatum. Is it? It's not even, it's not even Latin. It doesn't mean anything. Well, what do you think it means? Oh, it meant like reverse spell. Actually, yeah, I think it might mean that. <laughs> uh, it's that idea of talking bloody bullshit because they've been going on about the whole book that, oh, I've had a cadaver, you can't block it. It's a curse you can't block. Once it's done, it's done. I think, well, I'm going to block it here with Expelliarmus, one of the most feeble spells you learn. Hmm. How does how does that combat it? But yeah, the priori incantatum is the idea that two spells hit each other like they do in this book, and then like you they battle against it. I have to say, my least favourite spell is Expelliarmus. No, and it's a bit overused as well, isn't it? I I hate it. I I don't think there's a spell I like less. I hate him saying Expelliarmus. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Harry Potter is on his high horse because he always uses Expelliarmus. He thinks he's better than other people. Like, if I was in that yeah. world, I'd be going whole hog at cadaver. Yeah, come on. Have a go at him with it. You know, fight fire with fire. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, because it's like, he's like, oh, I can stop you with this year two spell. Yeah. You're trying an unforgivable curse on me. Well, look at this. Waddy Wazzy. Yeah, Waddy Wazzy or even... Um... Flipendo. <laughs> What's that one? Alohomora. Alohomora. <laughs> what would that do on a man? Yeah, pointing an Alohomora at Voldemort. Did it unlock? Start spilling secrets. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I want to sniff my mum's bra. Didn't want to say that, did you, Voldemort? Bloody hell. Bloody hell. What do I have to say? He's got to battle Voldemort. Oh, yeah, Big Daddy V. He's 14 years old. Yeah. Imagine me at 14 having to battle my worst enemy, Famine. Oh, Famine? Yeah. I hate Famine. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? I hate Famine. Well, that'd be like you yeah. at 14 having to battle your worst enemy, Sick Children. Yeah. Sick Children, yeah. It'd be quite easy to battle Sick Children, I reckon. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Like, he's only a little boy, isn't he? 
Mm. I think well, I don't believe all this rubbish about him being the chosen one and the boy who lived and all that. But unless we're saying that Voldemort is still not a hundred percent strong, because I was like, Voldemort surely can kill him. What's the problem? But maybe he's well, not back to a hundred percent. They always like showboating in any in any like film or story or book or anything. Whenever the villain yeah. finally. Well, it's it's the only way you get to find out more about the villain is if they showboat. Otherwise, what, is someone else going to tell you about them? You wouldn't be interested in the yeah, villain yeah. if they didn't showboat, would they? I was watching uh, Stranger Things last night, and the villain in that proper showboats for ages. You know, they tell tells the story about themselves, does a big long speech. I suppose that is what makes a villain interesting. And Voldemort, yeah. like I said last time, it means flight from death i don't think I, I don't i don't think i said anything different it means flight from death which makes sense because voldemort always wants to stay alive didn't he and that's what the horcruxes are all about yes and we had a lovely message about that from uh, marge uh, explaining that as well so, th Did so thank you marge for getting in touch <laughs> Did we? No, I think it was yeah, me who came to that conclusion on my own, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I very much doubt it. Um, well, yeah, they're having... Uh, yeah. Go on. Well, I was just laughing. Like, the Death Eaters are all like... They just seem a bit useless in this. They're, so they all circle around Harry and Voldemort as if they You know, it's a fight at school. I was half expecting them to start chanting, fight, 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 fight. Oh, teacher's coming. <laughs> Run off. Well, who is the teacher well, in the scenario? Uh, maybe Dumbledore turning up. The police? The police? Fudge. Well, Any Harry member of authority. Harry, Harry was praying for the police last week, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, police. The police. We want you. We need you. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's doing all the niceties of dueling, and he forces Harry to to bow. And you know it's a bit horrible that, but I was imagining one of the Death Eaters shouting, "He doesn't want to. <laughs> he doesn't like it." I like that. It's funny. It is funny to play with your food, isn't it? He is like essentially a lion playing with a little mouse, isn't he? Oh, he is. Yeah, he's enjoying every single second of it. Mm. Well, he's having fun with his new body as well. Like, he's not had a physical form for 14 years. So, you know, if that was me, I'd be, like, dancing around, wiggling my arms around, enjoying myself. This is one of the scenes that translates really well to film. As I was reading it, I thought, oh, yeah, they didn't really change too much in the film, did they? They just maybe might cut a bit of dialogue or whatever. Yeah. Well, can't... everything, even to, like, the colours of the wand light and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. So the, he does the Cruciatus curse on him, and then he does the Imperius curse, right? And apparently it feels nice. So Harry's, like, saying, oh, a lovely feeling came over him. But, you know... This is lovely, Voldemort. Nothing unforgivable about this. Very nice. Mm. It's not unforgivable, is it? That's nice. 
It's uh, and also as we learn early on in the year, Harry is imperious. Is it imperious? Is uh, immune to the imperious curse, isn't he? Oh yeah, because Moody tried it on him, didn't he? Moody tried it. Or someone. Let me, just te- let me just test the imperious curse on him. Jump on the table. Jump on the table. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> oh yeah. And he banged his head on the desk. Mm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But it implies that it's like a similar experience to the Vila, maybe. You know, like the sensation that you get that you want to do something. <laughs> Maybe it's like Vela magic. Yeah. And and Voldemort, so he's doing all this stuff, and then he starts bragging. He goes, oh, I wonder what it's like to die. I don't know how to, uh, you know, I don't know what dying feels like because I've never died. None of us have. Why are you bragging about that? None of us here have died, have we? <laughs> it's like bragging that you've got legs. We've all got legs. <laughs> That's not a boast. <laughs> oh, I've never known what it's like to die. Who has? Who has in this room? Tell me. Who has? Huh? People in people in his wand. Yeah, all right. People in your wand. <laughs> Fair enough. You got Wormtail's <laughs> hand running round like Thing from Adam's family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, undoing all the uh, the bondage. Mm. It's good that Voldemort knows about hide and seek. <laughs> Where's he learnt that? <laughs> Who's been playing hide and seek with Voldemort? <laughs> he can't have had that bad a childhood, can he? <laughs> hey, how about blind man's buff? <laughs> Not doing that, Voldemort. What is this, Harry Potter? Is it Kiss Chase? Did you ever play Kiss Chase at school? No, never Kiss Chase. When we played one game called Beat the Code, where basically you had two teams and each one had their own code, and the idea was you had to like hit them until they told you what the code was. Yeah, what did we it's call called that like i don't know suburban prisoner or something <laughs> suburban prisoner um <laughs> or was it called vigilante or something something like that but kiss chase well, like, yeah. i remember people playing it but no one ever got kissed it was essentially tig with a bit of tension yeah. at the end where they'd run off yeah <laughs> oh that's a bit odd isn't it mm. You know, how's Voldemort knowing about all these childhood games? Stop running away, Harry. This isn't tip on lines. Mm. How do you know about that? Come on. English Bulldogs has been banned at this school. <laughs> British What's Bulldogs. What's going on British about? Bulldogs. Don't know. British Bulldogs. <laughs> so they banned British Bulldogs because people kept running into each other. Yeah, but really, it's not a bad game, is it? You just have to be fast. It's getting past kids. Get past them, don't you? Yeah. So they start having this like duel, don't they? It's like a, a t- going one way or the other, and 
suddenly, like, all these people of Voldemort have killed come back. So, first of all, it's Wormtail's hand, then it's Cedric Diggory, then it's the caretaker. <laughs> surprise, surprise! <laughs> all these people from his life coming back to see him. Hmm. All the way from the afterlife, it's the woman you murdered. It's Bertha Jorkins. Hey, bloody hell, Silla, how have you got in touch with her? <laughs> they do it. it. It made me because they do it in order, don't they? Because then it's mum and dad, and it made me like confused because. But then they would be the last people he pr he probably killed, wouldn't they? After mm. Bertha Jorkins. Do you know what I mean? And then he had like a 14-year gap. Mm. Less like a, a couple of unicorns turn up and Professor Quirrell. <laughs> well, they'd, Quirrell would come out of Harry's hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Right, I'll get him. <laughs> it's, it's not an even fight, Quirrell. There's you against my mum and dad, Bertha Jorkins... Some unicorns and a hand. Right. <laughs> Think you're going to win, do you? <laughs> Although, to be fair, there'd be a basilisk as well, wouldn't there? Out of Harry's wand. Why aren't they turning up? Maybe because Voldemort's not in peril danger. Yeah, that's true. Maybe because evil doesn't help evil. Only good helps good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thought, isn't it? Maybe mm. evil doesn't help evil. Good only helps good. Although birds of a feather do flock together. Yeah. Birds of a feather do flock together. Flether? Flether. Tom always magnifies my fluffs by repeating them with a confused tone. You don't, you don't to... let it carry on. You tried to get me the other word, week. I said enameled because it's funny to say enameled instead of enamored and you like i'm some dithering old nana corrected me you were like you went yes yes he was enamored wasn't he come on pal i'm helping you out here you've got wee wee all down your khaki trousers everyone's looking at you <laughs> come on nana you know it's not enameled <laughs> <laughs> I invite all listeners to, instead of saying enamoured, say enamelled because it's a real good test of friendship because, and to test of in, how intelligent your friends think you are because some people <laughs> will smile and go, they know what they're doing. Other ones will look worried for you and correct you on a podcast. <laughs> and I am the latter, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, what what a what an action-packed final sequence. Mm. You know, and he's like running away and he's like shooting spells behind him and stuff and the Death Eaters are coming after him and jumping about. It's all very exciting. What do you reckon? Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. It made me happy. It does take it's me back to those times of being a kid where you're surrounded by people you don't know and you do feel vulnerable. Perhaps that is the theme mm -hmm. of this episode. Vulnerability. Harry is at the complete mercy of Voldemort himself as well as all these yeah. Death Eaters. 
But would any of these Death Eaters attempt to kill Harry Potter? I feel like half of them are quite wishy-washy. Like, you know, like the sidekicks of bullies, but on a grand scale, aren't they? Well, I know, especially when you've got, like, Crab and Goyle's dads, who just seem to be there to flex their muscles. They're scared. They know they're in too deep. They know they have to continue so long as Voldemort is alive, apart from what she called... Um, Helena Bomacar. Oh yeah, but she's in Azkaban, isn't she? Oh yeah. And uh, what's he called? Barty Crouch Junior. Yeah. Junior. Junior. Right. How many ghost hands of a rat are you going to give this chapter out of five? <laughs> I enjoyed this chapter. It was a shorty, but it was a bit fun. We got a bit more bit more Voldemort. We've not really had a good chunk of Voldemort ever, really, apart from the first book and maybe the second one of his 16-year-old self. But yeah, we've had a couple of chapters of pure Big Daddy V action. I've enjoyed it. Harry, once again, kind of proving himself. You know, he seems to be not luck this time. You know, a lot of times he's been saved by luck or he's been helped. But this seems to be him standing on his own two little feet and uh, defending himself. Uh, So I really enjoyed this chapter. I'm going to give it a nearly perfect, but not quite, four and a half ghost hands of a rat out of five. Nearly perfect? How can you be nearly perfect? Like this. this. Um, For me, this truly was a chilling chapter. Harry was face to face with sudden death, perhaps, that could have fallen Mm. upon him, if not for the ghostly figures to appear out of the ether. Yeah. Luckily, Mm. Harry had good on his side. I was proud of him in this chapter. Nothing annoyed me about him. He did what was right, got (laughs) Cedric's body, he accioed the cup. And he whizzed out of there, living to fight another day. We truly are out of our childhood years. The Dark Lord is back. And for that reason, I give this chapter five ghostly hands of a rat out of five. Wonderful! Right, are you ready for quiz? Quiz, 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 quoo. Going to ask you some... Questions, how well, Will? You do, quiz, 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 ask you about Harry Potter, look how well will you dee? <laughs> Blow your kiss. What shook, question one, under Harry? The ground. No, his injured leg. Question two. What dilated on Voldemort? His eyes. His nostrils. Pupils. Uh, Too late, you said eyes. Uh, Question three. How did James Potter come out of Voldemort's wand? Count the trick of these questions. Uh, Did he squeeze out of it? He squeezed out. He blossomed. (laughs) Yeah. Question four. What was the last word of the chapter? Hogwarts. <laughs> Back. 
And question five. <laughs> question five. How was James Potter's hair described? Untidy. Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. Mr. Kirkby, you have lost the quiz. Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 Can I ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas? How well will you be? I'll blow you a kiss. And now it is time for the nation's second favourite segment. You've guessed it. It's Hedwig's Drubbings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to plopings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week, Cheap Cheap? Well, we have Hedwig's beak all to the brim of letters this week. And the first one is from Bond, Tim Bond, on the website. So Tim Bond says, I've been listening to the podcast on Spotify since watching your live show in Brighton in May and just caught up to the episode where you mention it. Uh, after listening to half of the pod, I was worried you weren't going to mention it. But when you did, poor Tom says he wasn't well received. I can say on behalf of me and my girlfriend that you were both incredible and hilarious. Tom's stand-up routine had me dying with laughter and the Pottervision show itself was bringing up belly laughs and snorts galore. Looking forward to catching up with the weekly releases of the podcast. Keep it up, Potter boys! That's lovely. What do you think of that? That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. We've had another message on Instagram from Paul Speed. Uh, he says, I'm currently crumbling on a sun lounger in Magaluf and your podcast is bringing me unbridled joy in these hungover times. <laughs> Lovely, Paul Speed. Please <laughs> remember that factor 50. My kind of lad. And then we've had, uh, we've had a couple of messages from, uh, from a brother and sister separately. That's lovely. So I've had a message on the website from Karina Gallagher. And Karina says, I recently discovered Pottervision after watching Tom on TikTok. I introduced my brother Paul to it too. And we are coming to watch the show at the Fringe. Just wanted to say we love the podcast. It makes us cry with laughter to the point where I have to turn it off if I'm on public transport. Looking forward to seeing the show in August. And then Paul messaged us on Instagram saying, hello, my sister recommended your podcast two weeks ago and I have been listening ever since. I love the way you decipher each chapter and it makes me happy when you call out Harry on his shit because I often think he's one of the worst characters of the franchise. My sister and I are coming to see you in Edinburgh next month and can't wait. You guys are really funny. Love the podcast. So thank you very much, Paul and Karina. I love it when and people finally, say they can't listen to it on public transport. Because what I think yeah. you should do is just literally take your earphones out and play it on loud yeah. for everyone else so they can hear. Yeah, I think so. Let everyone else in on the joke, eh? Yeah. And finally, we must welcome a brand new Patreon member who's supporting us. It's a baby Draco, and it's Grace Hyde. 
Grace Hyde. <laughs> right. Grace Hyde, you are being babysat by the nanny from... <laughs> you are being babysat from the nanny from Tweety and Sylvester for some reason. That... <laughs> Tweety and Sylvester are running around, messing around, and in their chaos, they knock you out the window. You <laughs> you're in one of them New York City high-rises from the 1960s, and you tumble and tumble and tumble um, towards a building site. You land in a cement mixer and are churned and churned and churned into the cement. You are poured into the, um, I don't know, into the brickwork of a building where you are set in stone for 40 years. <laughs> um, somehow, uh, let's say it's one of them... <laughs> It's one of them films where the Looney Tunes act alongside adult people. You know, like Space Jam. I am transported into the world of the Looney Tunes. I sense your peril, although you've been in there for 50 years. I take a pickaxe, run to this city, and start axing at the wall, releasing you in all your glory. I raise you up, blow the dust off your skin <laughs> dip you in some water and Tom lives in a terrace imagine hearing this from next door I know I was thinking that as I was doing it <laughs> once a week you hear that well that was Hedwig's droppings this has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening and or watching. We are going to be at the Fringe very, very soon. We're there from the 4th till the 24th of August. Every day at half past one. We would love to see you there. We are also doing a preview with brand new scenes on the 28th of July in Manchester. We would love to see you there for that. And also please support us on Patreon. There are loads of bonus episodes. And by the time this is released, our latest bonus episode will be on there. And that is of Stuart Little. We've watched Stuart Little, the movie. There's also the live show in video form. There's video versions of the podcast, early access to the episodes, all sorts of stuff. And you can get things like posters, keyring, stickers, video messages from us personal ones if you don't mind me saying so just go to patreon.com forward slash pottervision otherwise you can support us by giving us a five star review spreading the word why not make it this week that you go and tell a friend about the pottervision podcast or follow us on facebook twitter instagram or TikTok. Mm. next week we will be on episode 92 and it's chapter 35 of the goblet of fire Veritaserum, you have been none other than Tom Lawrenson. And you have been an audio version of Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Conservation.